Hey, we're back once again. Dr. Z, who do we have with us today? <laughs> yes, we have a lovely, multi-talented Jennifer Hensley. Jennifer's company is called Playmaker Coaching and Consulting, LLC. So Jennifer is a marketing consultant, and she works with referral-based businesses, um, primarily financial advisors and attorneys. So Jennifer, share with our audience who you are, what do you do, and how do you help people? Yeah, well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. And I know in just some of our conversation we were already having before we went live, learned a lot. So thanks for uh, spending that time and sharing your expertise with me as well. And excited to be here uh, sharing that with your audience. Um, I work with, as you said, referral-based businesses. And I tell them that you know if their business feels overwhelming, unintentional, or inconsistent, I help them play their position, stay on offense, and score more ideal clients and create more raving fans in their business. Nice. You know, I've always played sports and I, I I feel like being able to see the whole playing field and how do we get, you know, more uh, things across the finish line is what I'm really able to help my clients do. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't recognize the game um, aspect of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I read this book once um, by Coonrath, I think was his name and he talks about the game of work. So I love mm -hmm. that. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we're, people are, are interested, like they'll go out and maybe play like a foot or go to a Packer game when it's free cold outside right but when, <laughs> but when we're in the office and the ac is too is too low we're like oh i'm freezing i want to go home. i know i know i have to wear my jacket in my office because it's always i'm always cold in here <laughs> but i tend to run cold but when it's a game hey i'm there <laughs> awesome so yeah tell us how'd you get started making a transition it sounds like you were in that corporate world like a lot of people and they end up that's not for me and i'm going this way yeah, yeah, I had been in corporate pretty much with the same company even, which is rare these days, but for almost 20 years. So I kind of grew up there, uh, did many different things, which was exciting that I'd had lots of different experiences from marketing to sales to compliance to operations and everything. Uh, but got to the point where I was kind of ready for the next chapter and the company I was go working with was going through some transformation as well. And it seemed like it was good time to maybe take that risk that I uh, always tell my daughter to, you know, be curious, live boldly. And I felt like I wasn't demonstrating that. So it was time to get out of my comfort zone and to start to uh, build a business and sure it's okay to not have it all figured out. As well as I wanted to be able to help the types of um, people I, were, I was working with where I would hear them, you know, come up to me and say, oh yeah, I updated my website, but now I feel like I haven't touched it in years. And that was just a wasted effort. Or, you know, they're like, oh, I've always wanted to do this, but it just never happens, you know? And it was just always break my heart of like, you know, that either they felt like they had to start over again or that they had all this stuff, but they didn't really know how it fit for them or yeah. how to make it work for their business. Um, so I wanted to help them to make uh, marketing, you know, much more manageable for them, yeah. uh, especially uh, newer business owners where sometimes, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to too, it can feel really lonely and like you got to figure it all out on your own. But somebody out there has some great tools or resources or language. And it's like, how can we bring that together? So I really love connecting new ideas and tools and resources and strategies to help my clients get to where they want to go. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Now, how did you kind of develop your niche? You said more financial advisors and um, attorneys. 
Yeah. So um, I was in financial services. Um, so that was a very natural place for me to get started uh, when I started my business. And one of the first people I met with early on too is like, hey, you know, um, I think you should talk with this law firm and they have a lot of similar needs, you know, mm. attorneys, law firms, uh, accountants, um, a lot of those referral based businesses um, work together often as well. Um, so they introduced me to a law firm. Now I've been working with them for the last uh, several years. And um, it's been a lot of fun because there is a lot of similarities, but there's also definitely some nuances. And mm. sometimes just being able to bring some ideas from one industry to another, they're like, yeah, I never would have thought about that. And they're like, I'm not sure if I do that, but it leads us to this whole other possibility that we wouldn't have got to if we hadn't brought in something outside of our own industry. So I think we can really go super deep in our own industry, but it's really helpful sometimes when we go out and we look at other industries and what they're doing and how can we apply that to what we're doing as well. Cool. So what were some of the early struggles that you went through? Yeah. Um, you know, initially when I first started, um, I was going to stay more on the coaching side of things and mm. not consulting and actually executing on um, some of the things for my clients. And uh, it didn't take very long before some of them started coming to me and say, but can you do it for me? I need somebody that can roll up their sleeves and take it off my shoulders and actually get it done. Um, so uh, I said, well, let's let's try that out and see how that goes. And that's still probably an ongoing um opportunity and challenge at times for my business is how to deliver um, all the execution pieces, especially there's, you know, system um, things that sometimes make it a little bit challenging. Um, but then it's a matter of, you know, what kind of expertise I would have within my team, as well as, you know, how many different experts uh, with the relationships I have with graphic designers or, uh, you know, film producers for videos, things like that, that I can bring to my clients. So they don't have to go out there and say, well, who should I work with? Or you gave me these five referrals, but I still have to talk to them all that they can just use me as really their quarterback. And I can yeah. either do it directly within my services or bring in somebody for them. So, so that's probably still some of the, you know, ongoing challenge in a way around like continuing to just scale and support more people and, and build my team um, of, of resources and everything so that I can stay focused on the parts of the business that I can best provide to my clients around um, the strategies and ideas and creative thoughts of uh, to help them grow. Um, and, but yet we can still make sure we can get things across the finish line for them. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing way more than just consulting. You've added on a lot more hats. Give us an example yeah. of what a scenario may look like. You start off, they see that you're a consultant, but now you're adding all these other pieces. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I tell my clients that, you know, we can kind of uh, be as involved as you need us to. So for some people, they might just use it more as like just some coaching and accountability on like, Hey, I want to brainstorm and get some ideas to others that use my services really as a fractional CMO that like, I'm really part of their team. And I think that's what they appreciate too, is that ownership of like, Hey, I'm feel vested in their business. Yeah. Um, so for some clients, you know, like at a law firm I work with, um, you know, pretty much anytime they get an email, you know, anybody saying, Hey, will you sponsor this? Or here's a new lead generation tool and stuff. They just 
as everything just goes to me and they're like, tell us what you think we should do. Um, you know, so I'll talk to potential partners on their behalf. I create their, their budget. Here's what I recommend we do, mm. uh, explore new opportunities for them, uh, work with other providers that we might have. Like we have a website, you know, developer, you know, I'm not the one creating the website, but I manage all those relationships to make yeah. sure that everything's done. And I think they just really appreciate that they, um, have somebody coming to them with ideas and making sure that things are moving forward and they don't have to worry about it. They're like, just tell me what you need from me. You know? yeah. uh, so they can stay focused just on, you know, meeting with their clients, which is what I typically hear from business owners is that they get into the business to do their practice. You know, they want to be an attorney or they want to be a financial advisor. They love relationships. We were talking about that beforehand. They're relationship people. They don't really get into it usually to be a business owner. And then all of a sudden, you know, especially in the marketing space, they're usually like, I don't know what to do or what that even means, or I just don't have the time and resources to do it. And they're like, Hey, can you help me with this? And we're like, yes, yes, we can do that for you. <laughs> mm. Where do you typically start? Because I know, especially with marketing, the big word right now is story, mm. you know, and like really weaving in that story piece. So is that something that, you know, do you recognize it as a theme or, or where, where do you typically start, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, you know, I always say, you know, people want to, they want to know you, they want to like you and they want to have trust with you. So right. you've got to build that up. And how do we go about doing that? Some of the place the way I start is we use this framework called score. Uh, and the beginning parts of that is the S is, you know, how do we get specific about who our clients are, the problems they have and the value that we can provide to them of how are we different and uniquely able to support their needs, kind of telling that story to what you just, uh, you were just talking about. And then how do we get that out there? The C is how do we increase consideration that people want to engage with us? Because we know that I think it's over 80% or around that mark, you know, people are going to use digital to inform their buying decisions. So you've got to be out there and you've got to be sharing your story. And it's the number one thing that you really have the most control over is sharing that story. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the times what we're doing at the beginning for our clients is really setting that foundation of what is your story and helping them uh, craft that and bring that to light because they all have it. Even if I talk to 10 different, you know, financial advisors, they all even maybe work for the same bigger company. They all have their unique brand and their story and uh, helping them bring that out. Because a lot of times they're like, oh, I don't know, doesn't everybody just do it this way? Or what's so different about the way I talk about it? Uh, but having worked with so many different people in professional services for the last two decades, you know, I've heard so many different pieces of it that I can really pull out very quickly for them. Like, oh, no, that feels a little different. Like nobody said it that way. Um, and, and really help them own their story and have confidence in that. A lot of what we do around that is actually reaching out to their clients on their behalf um, for a lot of financial advisors, for instance. So we get their feedback of their clients. You know, what language do they use? Because we don't want to just sound like experts. We want to sound like, what are they Googling? You know, what, how do they talk about it with their friends or their yeah. colleagues? Um, so that's super helpful for my clients to really embrace that confidence and, and having more clarity on, you know, this is really what my story is and uh, leaning into that. Because I think most of us know, you know, the sooner you can be niche, probably the better. But most of us start biz our businesses with, okay, whoever will work with us, you know, we, we just are like, uh, yeah, we're like, we're versatile. Um, 
but you know, then they can start to embrace that a little bit more and start to really lean into on who do you have the most energy when you work with them and who can you have the greatest impact on, uh, in terms of helping them reach what their goals are. So how'd you come up with play, playmaker? playmaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? I help a lot of my other clients. Like I'm working with a client today and we're, we're working on brainstorming a name for his firm and doing some mm. research around that. And, you know, I don't envy them sometimes because for me, it was, it was actually amazingly easy um, that it was something I would use that term playmaker back when I was in corporate and I was doing some individual personal development and, and talking about, you know, just what do I do and what are some of my strengths? And it was something that resonated. Uh, like I said, I, I, I play sports. I still play soccer and volleyball, thankfully when I don't hurt myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was really a, a great transition when I left corporate and decided to start my own business, you know, in a way I was like, well, I'm kind of this generalist. I've done so many different things, uh, with businesses, what's my unique skill set? And what I really found was I think it is that ability to see how things fit together and how to, you know, get from point A to point B. And, and, you know, like I said, ultimately score more, um, clients and raving fans, because I think that's the way so many people I work with, especially I see this in uh, law firms, like maybe they have somebody doing social media and somebody doing their website and somebody doing, you know, they have all this stuff, but there's no plan. There's nothing connecting it of like, how is it working together for you? Um, so I felt like Playmaker just kind of represented that. And certainly I like to, uh, you know, be, uh, enjoy sports and just have some fun and make things like more, uh, engaging and entertaining where I can as well. Uh, so I try to bring that into the work that I do. Nice. And it's funny too, like Patrick, maybe, you know, <laughs> it's funny because Patrick is a big football fan. I was in the marching band in high school. Mm-hmm. So I used to go to the games and I, I kind of understand football, but he like studies it. But it's so interesting when you have this really talented player, maybe they were like the big fish in the little pond in high school. Then they go to the pros mm-hmm. and Patrick always says a lot of them don't make it, you know, yeah. because it's like such a mindset shift. And so I think that's the same thing. Like you've got this really talented, um, you know, uh, attorney right out of school or a financial advisor mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they're really good in sales maybe, or there's something about them that makes them feel like I can be good at this. But then once they get into the water, <laughs> they're swimming with the there's shark. a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell my clients, I, I like to ask them like, you know, and I'm curious what you guys, how you guys would ask this. Like if it's fourth down, do you go for it or not? <laughs> what do you think? You know, I'm would you guys go, go for, for it? it? <laughs> I'm always going to go about- for it. But Patrick, he's he's more thoughtful. <laughs> I've gotten okay. more conservative as I've gotten older. So when I was younger, I would probably go for it. Let's go for it. But <laughs> these days, knowing what I know, having a career in real estate, being a private money lender and all these different things, <laughs> you start to look at all the different things of what ifs. So... I think go for it is cool. It's exciting and all of that. But at the same time, I think you need to be prudent around that. Make a Mm -hmm. a really diligent decision. You can go for it, but make sure that you've kind of gone 10 chess moves ahead to make sure that you think that you're going for it is going to be, you know, your odds of success are going to get higher. Yeah. And that's exactly the way I like to think about it is like, Hey, you need to know really like where you're at on the field, what the score is, who's in the game, you know, what's your success in the past, you know, like, you know, all that information that really helps you to make a much better, uh, 
decision and hopefully get much better results. And it's like that when we think about our business. So many times we just go with, you know, here's what I feel like we should do or, uh, but we really don't look at the data or the other bigger picture to say, how does, you know, marketing really help you achieve your overarching goals and connect to that? And then what are we measuring to see what's working or not? So we need to develop, you know, I call it a playbook for success so that we can really be consistent and strategic about what we're doing rather than just, you know, shooting without aiming. Exactly. You're not like foolishness would be, let's go for it. And I've seen this in a few recent football games. Mm. I, by the way, I love all sports, played home guard <laughs> in grade school. Oh, nice. It really helped me a lot. I just love sports, the competition, the story. Football is so exciting because there's so many things that can happen. I love watching the draft, <laughs> all these different things. It's very interesting, <laughs> very interesting. But for example, you're not, you'd be foolish to go for it on your 20 yard line in football. For those of you that know football, you're on your <laughs> side of the field. That means if you don't make it, they only got to go 20 yards to score. It's foolishness. You don't do that type of thing. That's a prime example of mm -hmm. doing your due diligence and making sure that if you are going to go for it. Now, if you're on your own 35 yard line, you're kind of in field goal range, but there's a heavy wind today, then it's a better you know, situation. So it's all, all the variables. You have to check all right. the boxes and look at it rather than just knee jerk. Let's go for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's yeah. a popular thing and, nowadays to just go yep. for it because that's like. And sometimes we're just so know. busy as business owners, right. That we're like, Hey, I don't have time to figure this all out. Or it feels overwhelming to think about all those pieces uh, in our business. And that's where I think sometimes having an outside person can really help, um, bring a different point of view to the surface and help have that, that time to pause and reflect and think about, okay, how do we be more strategic around this versus just always just go, 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 you know, and we exactly. were just talking before that I'm a high action person. I love go, 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 but, right, right. <laughs> uh, but I understand those, you know, those processes and systems are really the key in terms of helping us to be able to scale our businesses. Right. Because what we've learned through our coaching <laughs> practice business is a lot of times you brought up a really good point or you skirted around it that people, they can't see oftentimes, I call it the hurricane effect. They can't mm -hmm. see what's right in front of them because so much stuff is swirling around them or they're emotionally tied to it that they can't make a, you know, a good, a well thought out decision. But that's the beauty I think of entrepreneurship and building a business is that there isn't always a straight path, right? There isn't always a right way. And when you're yeah. ready to start, you just got to start. Build that parachute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I down. started my business, I remember, you know, a coach telling me there's probably multiple right answers, which I am an optimizer. I like the right answer. So that's really hard mm -hmm. for me. Um, but it was also ultimately kind of freeing to be like, Hey, you know, it's not like I'm saying I'm going to do this forever. Or whenever they work with me, it's not like we're saying we're going to do this marketing strategy forever, but we're going to do it. We're going to see where it leads us. But there could be multiple things that could work for, for any different number of scenarios. Um, so knowing that there's not always just one right, right answer, 
in a way can actually be really freeing, I think, um, for us in our, in our businesses and in our lives too, of, we don't have to feel like we have to put so much pressure on ourselves. So like, we got to get everything perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I come from a medical background where you had to have to get everything mm. perfect. <laughs> yeah. And so that's been really a mindset shift for me. And I still struggle with that. I mean, like I said, my action is last, you know, but I'm starting to embrace the performance, you know, the, um, the acting, you know, <laughs> acting as if, and it's kind of fun. Cause I say sometimes when I, when I have a different outfit on, maybe even when I have different lipstick on, I feel different on the mm. inside and I come across differently. And so it's kind of fun to practice. It's almost like, you know, it's Halloween and I'm wearing a little costume. <laughs> yeah. I think the fact that I'm like, as a kid, I, I, my dream career would have been me on like on Broadway performing. So I'm like, Hey, this is my chance to like, you know, kind of how I get to perform, you know, do speaking engagements and workshops and working with my clients. It's kind of that outlet to, to be able to do a little bit of that in a little different way. Mm -hmm. And have fun. I don't bust it. out in a song. <laughs> But have fun with it. I think that's really what the piece that was missing for the longest time, because it, you know, when I first started my coaching practice, you know, it was like, why isn't this working, you know, or why aren't they getting it, you know, and I was like beating myself up, you know, maybe I got to learn, I got to say it a different way, I got to try this, I got to try that. And sometimes it can be overwhelming trying so many different things and it's like none of this works and then you just want to throw yeah. out the baby with the bathwater, right <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of times what i do for my clients is we simplify things because they look out there and they look at the person that's 20 steps ahead of them versus the person that's just like a couple steps ahead of them and they're like i need to be doing all of this and then yet they continually try to do that and they're like i can't do any of it because they make it so big that it's just unrealistic so we're like okay what can we commit to what is our phase one of what we're going to put in the playbook and then we're going to come back next quarter and look at that and be like, okay, are we executing that? Do we need to change those plays? Are we ready to add more to the playbook? But if we try to put everything in the playbook at the beginning, like we're just going to get overwhelmed. We're not going to remember any of the plays and do it and be able to execute them in the game. Good so luck. how do we start with less and build towards that? I think that makes a big difference for our success uh, mm -hmm. to your point of, you know, it just can get very overwhelming very quickly especially and in the marketing it, realm. Like it's changing all the time and there's yeah. just so much. <laughs> and it's funny too, because I'm also a weight loss coach and I mm -hmm. lost weight with through coaching. And you're right. It's like, it's, we get so overwhelmed with all the diets, all the newest fads, you know, whereas if we do the things that we know to do on mm -hmm. a regular and consistent basis, we will lose weight. Yeah. But it's yeah. like that yeah. same mentality of it's not working. And many times our body just has to adjust to the change. Like we've, yeah. we've changed right. something up here, but our body's like, wait a minute, I'm still way back from what we yeah. were doing. Yeah, the less is more, you know, it's like we yeah. try to do everything. Yeah, nothing ends up working, but sometimes just try to keep it simple. Uh, and what are some few things we can do? And, you know, I think that's where you get that, that compound growth that really resonates usually with my clients because they're a lot of financial and business space, you know, where it's like that 1% every day is huge. I'm not asking you to make a 500% change. It's this, yeah. so that what's that little bit we can do to keep getting better. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That mistake that all of us make <laughs> is you brought it up that person that saw this other company that was 20 steps ahead of them or more successful, you're making a mistake there, dude, because you're comparing yourself against this other company. No, you compare yourself against yourself. 
what is the progress you're making? Because if you start comparing yourself against other people, you're going to get deflated quickly and you're going to struggle and you're going to lose your mojo and go, oh, I'm a loser and this, that, or the <laughs> other. No, you compare yourself against yourself. And that's a huge yeah. lesson to learn. And it's funny. I, I think- remember I had a, a client, she was pregnant and the, her neighbor lady down the street was pregnant at the same time. So they delivered around the same time. Wow. And then several, you know, maybe weeks, maybe a month or two later, she's like, my neighbors lost all her baby, right? <laughs> <laughs> she hadn't lost her. Oh, that's a different body. That's different lives. Yeah. 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 It's like that all the time with marketing. We look at somebody and we're like, oh, they're doing this really cool event. I should do that. Or they're doing TikToks or something like, oh, that I should do that. Somebody said that. It's like, but what makes sense to you? Going back to what you said about storytelling, what is your story? Who's your brand? How do you show up authentically? You know, I don't think everybody has to do everything. For my clients, we usually try to focus in on like three or four different like key channels that they want to focus in on that really resonate with them and their audience, because you don't have to go after everything. Not everybody has to be everything. You know, it's like, what are the ones that really are going to be the best fit for your particular business? Absolutely. Yeah. Good point. Where do you, where are you going to get the biggest bang for your (laughs) bucks? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like we said, you don't have to committed to that for life. You could always come back later on and be like, okay, now maybe I want to test the waters with that and try to explore that. But you know, you don't have to say just because like this other person is doing it, that that's the right strategy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So share with us some evolution. In other words, your business started here. It's, mm. That's where it started. That's what you did. And now it's evolved to this and kind of give us a little behind the curtain look at, you know, what's changed, where you started yeah. and all of that. Kind when of did stuff. you start? I'm sorry. Just like, yeah. So, um, I had left corporate in, uh, the spring of 2019 and then launched officially, I would say my business in the fall. So it, I'm just about at the end of my fourth year since I really, uh, launched my business. Um, so still feel like I have a long ways to go, you know, is that first like, Hey, I'm going to make that five year. I think I'm stubborn that no matter what, you know, it's like, Hey, <laughs> I'm going to prove those statistics wrong. Um, yeah. you know, to something you said before, too, I always tell myself that I'm like, there are challenges that I have, but it's, I always try to remind myself that these are my problems to solve. So there's still so much more that I want to do. And I feel like I'm capable of and excited about that. Like, these are at least my problems versus somebody else just saying like, you got to go, you know, do this. And this is what priority is today. Mm-hmm. Um, so that keeps me grounded yeah. and excited about the future. Um, as I said, you know, I started more, you know, initially thinking it was going to be more on the coaching side of it. So will certainly do a, a big piece of that because mindset, as we've talked about, is a huge part of getting people right. to uh, achieve their goals as well. Um, but, you know, I, I have started to do definitely um, a lot more on the execution side. So building up a lot of key relationships, um, thankfully, yeah. through like the Idea Collective. I know um, that's how we met, I think, um, met a yeah. lot of great other business owners that I can uh, leverage their skill set and tap into that. I built my team. Um, so now we actually even uh, I have an online business manager, but we just brought on a, an intern that's working with us this fall, too. Uh, and some of the things that we're starting to get off the ground that are just always on that back burner of like, oh, I wanted to do this, but don't have a capacity yeah. to, it's been really exciting to, to see that, uh, been doing more speaking and, um, more recently been starting to do things more at a organizational level. So how mm-hmm. we can support more people. Um, certainly I love the individual coaching. Uh, but if I can help, you know, a, a team of 20, yeah. uh, together, you know, I, I get to their goals and everything. That's been really exciting to, to start to do a little bit more of that. 
Um, and then just recently I've uh, started to partner with another uh, colleague uh, of mine that um, works in a similar space with referral-based businesses, but um, he's bringing together more a, a group of coaches so that we can help our clients really understand like, hey, we can help you from point A to point, you know, to, to A to Z. So they don't yeah. have to feel like, do I hire this coach or when do I tap into this person versus this person's like, we can bring you the whole suite uh, and help your team, you know, uh, through every stage of their business and every facet of what they're facing. So I think that's gonna be tremendously helpful uh, so they don't have to sit there and go out and be like, just like I do in the marketing space for my clients, they don't have to do that overall for their business of do I need an accountant or do I need a recruiter or do I need like that we can just bring that that team to them um, so they can focus in on, you know, what they they really enjoy doing. Yeah, that's our that's we have a similar vision. So we have uh, self-care secrets Facebook group. And our vision for that is to long-term create a directory of all these different specialists mm -hmm. that can help people with different types of self-care, whether it be a ADHD thing, Zelda's a weight loss expert, coach slash all of that, and, and on and on and on. What do you need, you know, what matters to you <laughs> is a, a huge yeah. question yeah. that we have. We also have a self-care 101 masterclass, a four-week program to help people with all of these types of issues. Because... You build a great business, you got money, but your health is in poor shape and you're, you know, you're working 12, 16 hours a day and you're eating yeah. burgers and you're not healthy and you're putting on the pounds and all that kind of stuff. What good is it? Why, why, you know, why are right. you doing this? Right. Yeah. I just heard a stat again the other day I was reading a book and it said something about, you know, like who else quits their nine to five to work 24 <laughs> seven? Yeah. You know, it's like so common for entrepreneurs. So I know for me, you know, like I tried to have some table stakes going into it. Like I was not going to give up my morning workout. Like that's just how I start my day. You know, it's like certain my morning routine. I need to start that and keep that in there. I was going to have, you know, business hours, not to say that I don't ever work in the evenings or on the weekends, but that I have business hours. I work like professional hours, just like other professionals that I'm working with. Right. Um, you know, but there's certain times too, that I will joke. I'm like, man, my boss, she's really hard. She never gives me any time <laughs> off. So, <laughs> so it's certainly an evolution and don't have it perfect all the time. <laughs> yeah. So clearly for you, what just came up time management, right? Yeah. Okay. I got to block out. Are you a time blocker? That's a great thing. I learned that, I don't know, 10 years ago, talking about time blocking and really, if you need to some people and maybe you know, we talked about these different codes and all this different stuff for some people that are regimented that way. They would love that because they're like, yeah, I, you know, it's a process and they love processes yeah. and that kind of thing. So that would work great for them. Me, probably not so much because that's lower for me. I would do it all in my head. <laughs> so everybody's yeah. different. But that's yeah, a lot of times we'll talk about. Issue. Right. Yeah. Your ideal calendar and like start with those big rocks of like what's most meaningful and most important to your life, because we all have the same amount of time. Right. Um, it's how we choose to use it and all the urgent, um, but yet sometimes not necessarily really that important. We'll just take over our time and hijack our our time as well as our mindset if we let it. Um, so it, it's something I think comes up in almost every conversation I have uh, with my clients and stuff is just. You know, how do we spend more time doing the things that are most important to us, most meaningful to those that we care about um, versus just, you know, responding to emails, checking social media, all that kind of stuff that 
uh, we have to be very sometimes intentional about, but how we set it up, like you said, it's different for one person, or another, you know, another person, like they're going to need that structure and other people are going to be like, if you tell me I have to do this at this time, like, there's no way just because you told me I have to do it at a time. Now I'm not going to <laughs> yeah. call my assistant. They have that, that, <laughs> I pass that off to them. I know one gal, she's like, I don't know anything about any of that stuff. My assistant mm. handles all that stuff, <laughs> which she is nice. Tells me where to go and what to do. <laughs> yeah, because she's high action, which we talked about earlier mm. with that the code we were talking about before we started. Yeah, so it's very interesting, all the different dynamics that go into becoming a business person, owner, entrepreneur, all of it. Yeah, I know one of the things that's really been most um, of an aha for me, I guess, is that when I first started, you know, I work with, business owners. I'd been working with them for two decades, but when I started, you know, I was like initially like, you know, I can't do what they do, you know, and the thought of like prospecting and getting clients, you know, business development, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. And I remember a conversation with my mom when she had told me, she's like, well, you know, you used to waitress and you paid your way through college by doing that. Your brother yeah. has a painting company. And like, she went on and on. And it was like, all of a sudden, like, oh, this isn't as taboo as I thought. And being able to all of a sudden now I like actually enjoy that part of it more than yeah. the back end part of it, you know, where I was like, Oh, I'd rather just do the work. Somebody else yeah. bring me the clients. And now I'm like, I love meeting new people and having those conversations. Maybe that's where a little bit of that end comes in the nurturing. I do love meeting new people and uh, building that relationship with them. But that was really surprising to me that for so many years I was like, Oh, that is not me. I don't think I can do that. So yeah. sometimes we surprise ourselves when we finally give ourselves that opportunity to yeah. see what we're yeah. capable of. That's why I used to tell people like entrepreneurship is like the best personal development training yeah. there is out there because you learn so much about yourself. Like, yeah, for me too. I, I was in Amway for a little bit. <laughs> I, I never really saw anything or even got anybody to come to a meeting. Right. <laughs> but I remember when I was in high school, I would go door to door, you know, knocking on doors, selling donuts, you know, so that I mm -hmm. could go on, go on my band trip. Mm -hmm. So I know that that part is in there because we were talking about the bank code, you know, my yeah. action is last, but it's there, you know, so we can come out when I let it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like having fun with that, being playful yeah. with those yeah. other parts of our personality. Yeah. And how do we create, put the... Uh, the right conditions around us to bring out the best in ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So you hit on a good point. My mom reinforced that I was doing this, 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 and this. So <laughs> she's your mom, mentor, best friend, all these things. <laughs> who else is somebody who is in, you know, that you can point to that you can say, man, that person really helped me. And I really learned a lot from them. And they, even today they're helping me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've been very fortunate that I've had a lot of great coaches, especially in the, in the business realm and everything. Um, my last, um, uh, uh, director that I had in corporate before I went out on my own, um, she was so great at, um, just being very authentic and, and being real with people and bringing fun into it, which was great. Mm -hmm. But she was also a person that always challenged me. She's like, I want to see you skin your knees. And I'd be like, I don't want to skin my knees. And she's <laughs> like, no, you know, I want you to take risk. I want you to stretch yourself and everything, which was really uncomfortable, you know, like, Hey, I want to get it right. I want to be the perfectionist and like being okay with that. So she was tremendously helpful. And a couple other mentors that I had that I think were just so authentic and so comfortable in being vulnerable. 
um, that's been really helpful to me because that's been something that, you know, over my years too, has not always come easy to, mm -hmm. uh, be able to share when things aren't going well and, uh, to feel like you have that opportunity to say that and put that out there too, versus just like, I'm just going to work and figure it out, you know? <laughs> um, so I, I've been really fortunate and certainly, you know, my, my husband, my daughter are huge believers. I mean, leaving corporate, um, there was never any moment of any doubt from my husband of like, Hey, I know you're, you can do whatever you want to do. I'm here yeah. from you. And has never questioned that or ever said like, why aren't you doing this right now? Or you need to bring in more money or anything like that. He's just yeah. always been like, Hey, I'm here for you. And I know you can do whatever you, you want to do. So, um, you know, so many great people that I've been really, really fortunate to have surrounded myself with. And I, I think that's, um, you know, would be my advice for other new business owners is, you know, or any professional is that you don't have to do it alone, that people do want to help. And there's yeah. so many amazing people uh, so surprised by how uh, much of a strong small business owner community exists. Um, mm. You know, because you just hear the stats of how many people don't make it. Um, but yeah. there is a ton of resources. It's just a matter of sometimes, uh, you know, hearing about them, knowing about it, and then you know, checking it out, and all of a sudden you can kind of have this amazing tribe of people that are tr rooting you on and are there to yeah. support you. Yeah, my my question is, you know, where are you maybe challenging yourself or looking at future developments in terms of marketing? Because now we've got all the AI, mm. and yeah. that's really opened up a lot of new opportunities. Uh, for yeah, yeah. I love the AI so far from what I've been using it for. Like, I think it just makes things uh, quicker, uh, enhances things. You know, a lot of it's not like starting using that on its own, but it's just taking stuff and, and making it even better and everything. But, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, we've talked about the, the knowledge piece of it and personal development. So I'm always trying to read, which I finally figured out a way to get more business development books in. But um, I love listening <laughs> to podcasts. That's probably my preferred way is podcasts or just, you know, different, um, you know, people that I get to meet and thinking about like, oh, how does this fit in with this and stuff? And uh, now with the team I have in place, I'm really excited that we're kind of stretching what else we can do of like um, those ideas that have kind of been on the parking lot, you know, now it's a little bit more like, hey, let's let's make this happen. I think this would be really cool. So I get to be a little bit more in that uh, zone of where I think we can uh, create new things and add more value and then uh, leverage other people to help me bring that to light. Because I know one of the things that I don't always do as well is keep things simple. Um, because I like all the information and it's like, oh, all this stuff is great. But then it's like, how do we deliver it in a way that doesn't overwhelm other people and yeah. can make it really easy for them to engage in? And I think that's what I'm uh, working with my team now a little bit more of like, hey, I have this idea, but can they help me uh, kind of bring that to light? Because when I get into things as a uh, uh, questioner stuff, you know, I can really get sucked into all the details. So certain things yeah. I'm like, I need to stay bigger picture. Uh, and yeah. tap into them to help me uh, take some of those pieces to the next phase. So that's where we're really trying to stretch ourselves as we go forward is what else mm -hmm. do I need? Uh, can I let go of and, and give more ownership to, to them? And how can we, um, you know, expand and start to deliver some of the things that have kind of been on that wish list for a while that I know will be really helpful to my clients. Um, so I'm really mm -hmm. excited about those pieces in the yeah. future. Wow. That sounds awesome. So with that said, what is a superpower that you tend to lean on when you're caught up in the eye of that storm, that hurricane? Mm. What do you think is something that you, you really fall back on that is a strength of yours? 
Um, I think, uh, gosh, that's such a good question. Um, I don't know if there's one thing. I think sometimes I say it's like the, it's the combination of things sure. that really helps me of like having that routine of certain things where it's like, I know I need to get my sleep and I how I start my day with my morning routine. That's like, I know at least I need that because if I don't have that, like I'm starting the day kind of already behind. Um, mm -hmm. um, I think for me too, a lot of it's, um, it is action of, you know, if I hear a no or something's hard or like I get discouraged, I know that if I take action, I'm going to feel better. It's hard, really hard in those moments to take action and do something. But the yeah. sooner I do, the sooner you can move through that and move forward. And I, I just inevitably always feel so much better. So um, that's probably been one of the biggest things where, you know, I think kind of where I said stubborn too is like, you know, I will uh, certainly it gets to me when bad things happen that I don't want to happen. Um, but I'm like, you know, I'm not giving in there. There is no, Oh, is this going to be here tomorrow or not? I hear that a lot of times with new business owners, right? They're like, well, yeah. you know, I don't know if I'm really going to make it. I guess we'll see how this next month go. Uh, I remember, uh, one of my mentors telling me, you know, early on too, is like, you gotta be all in. And yeah. I am all in. There is no option. This is what I'm doing. And it's a matter of how do I yeah. just continue to grow and, and have more impact with what I'm doing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Like your, um, so I think your, your blueprint was more like your stress code. The third code typically. Oh. Is like <laughs> stress code. So some of you say you like, you mm. have a plan of action, but yeah. then you take action on that plan. You don't just sit, you know, cause like you think of stress as like the fight light mm. and fear <laughs> and and some people just are just become paralyzed yeah but it's like you have your action code to like push you forward yeah and, and continue forward because don't squash what's what's bothering you but how do you find a way yeah to to move forward yeah. move through it i think the one other thing that really i would say for me i think is that um I, I can really see down the road. Um, so yeah. sometimes I have to bring other people around me, but because I can do that, like I am super vested in my clients. Like the other night I was lying in bed, like brainstorming names for my <laughs> clients. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, okay, can I turn it off? But I'm like, I don't see it as something where it's just like, Hey, you know, I'm an hourly or you tell me to do X and this is what I'm going to do it. It's like, Hey, how do I keep thinking about what else can I do for you? Or how are we going to yeah. solve this problem? Like, it's not just, uh, and that's probably been one of my biggest challenges with my team is finding people that can kind of think like that too, that aren't just, you know, give me a task list and I'll check it off, but can really start to think ahead of what else do we need and how are we going to get there and, and take ownership for something. And I think that's one of the things that um, I pride myself in is that, um, you know, that I will own whatever I say and I'm a person of integrity and, you know, want to make sure I'm following through all my values. Mm. Nice. Yeah. So as we wind down here, it sounds like you've got, I'm that way. I'm very, what's your two, five, 10. I'll ask people, what's your two, five, 10. Mm -hmm. They're like, huh? Like your two year, your five year, your 10 year and all of that kind of thing. So for you, it sounds like, like I said, you're very visionary, similar to what I am always thinking ahead. What's my next move. So what's the next move for your, your group? Um, yeah, next is, I mean, we're working on our plan for next year here soon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about that time of year. So we'll be building that out. I mean, the three pillars kind of my plan, I think will probably stay fairly the simple, the similar in terms of like building my community, building my team of, of experts and, mm -hmm. um, 
just building, you know, our capabilities and that experience that we can provide for the people that we're working with. So I think if we continue to do those kinds of things, um, I think there's, you know, a lot more great things ahead in terms of uh, expanding our content and our programming and uh, being able to continue to work with more, more teams and help more people than we have in the past. Nice. Dr. Z, any parting thoughts as we wind down here? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this has been really, um, really exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really um, appreciated that. And just for the person who's starting out, maybe that is a little bit shy mm -hmm. or, or maybe action is their last code. <laughs> maybe um, like what is one tip that you think could really like push them out of the nest? <laughs> yeah. I would say, you know, is is just just show up, you know, tell people your story. I'd bring it back to that. It's like, if you tell people what you're looking to do, what's important to you, most people want to help. Uh, I yeah. think they really do. So um, as much as it's hard, like I said, sometimes to be vulnerable or to speak up, um, you know, especially as women, sometimes I think that's even harder for us to do. Um, people want to help. So put yourself yeah. out there. Just take that one step to tell somebody today um, what you're struggling with or what's important to you. Um, and you know, if you keep doing that, I think that'll make a huge difference. So Jennifer, where do people find you? Yeah. Um, the, I am on all the social media channels. You can find me on, uh, Facebook or, uh, LinkedIn playmaker coach, um, or Instagram It's Jen, the playmaker. Um, we have a YouTube channel playmaker coach as well. So a lot of content out there. I try to go live every week with um, some new things about how do you build your playbook for success. Uh, so I'd love to connect with anybody on whichever platform you prefer and uh, continue the conversation. If I can be a resource, whether it's in the marketing space or just business development, you know, like we said, it's so it can be lonely and I, I definitely want to help anybody I can in that journey also. Sounds good. Well, that's a great spot to leave it at. And as, as always, thank you in advance. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking and growing and learning and knowing. Yeah. Just thinking and growing and learning and knowing and thinking, and growing, and learning, and knowing, yeah, yeah, with thinking, and growing, and learning, and knowing, and thinking, and growing, and learning, and knowing, yeah, with thinking, and growing, and learning, and knowing, and thinking, and growing, and learning, and knowing, yeah. I was thinking, and growing, and learning, and knowing, and thinking, and growing, and learning.